0: ...that we are serving. Amen. Oh, magnify. I can't get that out of my thoughts. Oh, magnify the Lord. Amen. Keep lifting Him up. Daniel chapter 4, verse 13 through verse 15. I saw in the visions of my head upon my bed. (laughs) I could just preach from right there. (laughs) Vision of my head upon my bed. (laughs) You guys don't have visions upon your head and your bed, do you? <laughs> I saw in the visions of my head upon my bed, and behold, the watcher and a holy one came down from heaven. He cried aloud and said thus, Hold down the tree and cut off his branches, shake off his leaves and scatter his fruit. Let the beast get away from under it, and the fowls from his branches. Nevertheless, leave the stump of his roots in the earth, even with a band of iron and brass, in the tender grass of the field, and let it be wet with the dew of heaven, and let his portion be with the beasts and the grass of the earth. Amen. And I want to minister to you from this thought today. Leave the stump. Leave the stump. Father, may your precious will be accomplished today, Lord Jesus. There is none like you, God. You are indeed the glory and you are the lifter up of our heads, Lord. And we're asking you, God, to let none of us leave the way that we came through these doors, but that we will leave changed, we will leave refreshed, and we will leave renewed in the power of the Holy Ghost. Sweet Holy Spirit, sweet heavenly Dove, stay with us and strengthen us with wisdom and knowledge and understanding of you, God. That we will have clear knowledge and understanding of this word today, O God, when we leave this place. That we may continue to grow thereby. And we will honor you forever and ever. In Jesus' name, amen. And you may be seated. Praise God. Leave the stump. Amen. Leave the stump. And I, I hope that after I finish today, every time you see a stump, it's going to remind you of something. Amen. A stump is the bottom part of a tree that's left, that's project from the ground. At the most of the tree has fallen or been cut down. And some places, stumps have been used... As a seat. As a matter of fact my, my neighbors not too far from me not long ago they cut down their trees and they had them cut in such a way that they left a pretty good sized stump and so then they, he got out there with his chainsaw and fixed them so now they got these pretty chairs in the front of their the yard that they made from the stumps. Stumps has also been used as prayer points. Amen. We have heard in the olden times how a stump would be left at a certain height and mothers would would go out when they got bad reports. Uh, our fathers would go out early in the morning and they would go to these stumps and they would kneel down and they would pray, uh, seeking God at those points there. they were, Stumps has been used as meeting places that people would meet and, and do transactions over times and, and life. So stumps has a, a point. And, but most people, when they have stumps, Stumps in their yard. They want to get the stumps out. They want it to take it up. They want it to get rid of it. If they cut down the tree, if the tree falls, they want the stumps and the roots out of the ground because they know that if it stays, another tree is going to come up just like it. Daniel writes here, Amen. That King Nebuchadnezzar had a dream, and in that dream he saw a vision of a watcher and a holy one coming down from heaven and He cried with a loud voice and said, Cut down or hold down the tree and cut off its branches and shake off its leaves and scatter its fruit uh, and let the beast get away from under it and defiles from his branches. Nevertheless, leave the stump of his roots. And the earth, amen. Even with the band of iron and brass. Notice he says, "Cut it down and leave it." We know the story of the parable that Jesus tells in Luke chapter thirteen, verse seven through nine. Jesus tells the parable of a man that had a fig tree in the midst of his vineyard, and he says constantly he came seeking fruit on that tree, and he found none. And the, so the man says that for three years, he says to the the wine dresser, cut it down. Why let it sit here and cover the earth? He says, for three years I've come looking for fruit on this tree and i found none. So cut it down. But the dresser says to him, leave it alone for one more year and let me dig around it and let me dung around it uh, and see if it will bear fruit. But then if not, then we can cut it down. Amen. Daniel goes Lord here, and He gives us a vision of what transpired uh, as Nebuchadnezzar has this dream. Amen. did. Uh, we see that He began to question Daniel about the dream, and Daniel gives him an answer about this dream in Daniel chapter 4, verse 27 through 35, Daniel says, Whereof, O king, let my counsel... Be acceptable unto thee, and break off the sins by righteousness, and thine iniquities by showing mercy to the poor, if it may be a lifting of thy tranquility. And all this came upon King Nebuchadnezzar. And at the end of twelve months, he walked in the palace of the kingdom of Babylon. The king spake and says, Is not this great Babylon that I have built for the house of the kingdom by the might of my power and for the honor of my majesty? While the words was in the king's mouth there fell a voice from heaven says, O King Nebuchadnezzar, to thee is it spoken. The kingdom is departed from thee. And they shall drive thee from men, and thy dwelling shall be with the beast of the field. They shall make thee to eat grass as oxen, and the seven times shall pass over thee until thou hast known the Most High ruleth in the kingdom of men, and giveth it unto whom he will. The same hour was this thing fulfilled upon Nebuchadnezzar, and he was driven from men and did eat grass as an ox, and his body was wet with the dew of heaven, till his hair was grown like eagle's feathers, and his nails like bird claws. And at the end of the day, I, Nebuchadnezzar, lift up my eyes into heaven, and my understanding returned to me, and I blessed the Most High, and I praised and honored Him that liveth forever, whose dominion is an everlasting dominion and his kingdom is from generation to generation. And all the inhabitants of the earth are reputed as nothing. And he doth according to his will in the army of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth. And none shall stay his hand or say to him, What doest thou? We see here that Nebuchadnezzar realized that first Daniel tells him that this this parable, uh, uh, this thought is about him. But, and he began to tell them, Look, all you've got to do is start doing what is right, and you're going to be okay. But Nebuchadnezzar allowed pride to get into his heart, and we see, the Bible says, after a year he walked into his palace, and he walked into his kingdom, and he began to say, look what I have done. He began to elevate himself with his pride. And as a result of that, God brought him low, and Daniel began to let him understand that he would be out with the beast of the fields and he would be eating grass like an ox. Amen. And as a result, he realized when he's out there, the Bible lets us know that he comes to himself and he realized that he needed to begin to seek God. He began to say, And I blessed the Most High, and I praise and honor Him that liveth forever, whose dominion is an everlasting dominion, and the kingdom is from generation to generation. We do not need to wait around, amen, until we hit rock bottom, and we start having problems uh, and situations uh, to call upon God, and to acknowledge that He is God. And uh, we heard this morning, oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us again exalt his name together. We need to realize, as Isaiah says in 55, Seek ye the Lord, uh, while he may be found. Call upon him, while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his ways, and the unrighteous man his thoughts, and let him return unto the Lord. Amen. We need to see what God is trying to get us to see. And Daniel begins to tell him that his kingdom would still be there. Amen. Even though God was going to move him away, and he was going to go out and eat grass like an ox, the kingdom would stand. Amen. So he says, leave the stump in the ground. Leave the Stump in the earth. Amen. Because God has a purpose uh, for the stump and the roots uh, that are left in the earth. Amen. Stay with me this morning. We see that this transpires over to something more spiritual than what we're looking at in this place. Uh, Isaiah began to say in Isaiah chapter 11, verse 1 through 5, and there shall come forth the rod out of the Stem of Jesse, and a branch shall go forth uh, out of his roots, uh, and the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord, and shall make him quick uh, understanding in the fear of the Lord, and he shall not judge after the sight of his eyes, uh, neither reprove after the hearing of his ear. But with righteousness shall he judge the poor, and reprove with equity for the meek of the earth. Uh, and he shall smite the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips shall he slay the wicked. Uh, and righteousness shall be a girdle of his horns, uh, and faithfulness the girdle of his reins. Uh, he began to let us understand that something is going to happen more built so by that stuff that is left in the ground. Stay with me. You see, a stump is old. It stays there. And we, we can look like there's nothing left. Uh, but Job lets us know though the root's wax soul and though the stump be dead in the earth, he says, yet through the sin of water it will bud and bring forth bones uh, like a plant. Uh, we need to understand that out of this old decay, root uh, is something spiritual. Going to spring up. Amen. As Isaiah began to say, and there shall the come forth a rod or twig or a... Stem out of Jesse. The word stem means geezer. That's why we tell all folks, uh, you're an old geezer. (laughs) You know, uh, and as a result, uh, he's saying that out of this old stump uh, of Jesse, you need to understand something here. Jesse is dead. Uh, David is dead. Uh, And Isaiah is prophesying something more spiritual that is going to take place. Uh, He says the twig is going to swing up out of the root of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of the roots of him, and the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. When Jesus walked out of the wilderness and looked for, he said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to hear the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and the recovery of sight to the blind." To set at liberty them that are bruised, and to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Stay with me, Amen. So the spirit of the Lord is going to rest upon him, and the spirit of wisdom would be upon him. Paul says in 1 Corinthians one twenty four that Jesus Christ is the spirit of God and the wisdom of God. Hallelujah. So He has wisdom. He has knowledge. And He has understanding. Amen. Isaiah 9 and 6 tell us, For to us the child is born, unto us the Son is given, and the government shall be upon His shoulders, and His name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the prince of all peace. Amen. So out of this root, uh, it's going to spring forth something more mightier. Amen. The spirit of knowledge and the fear of of the Lord is going to rest upon him. And with righteousness shall he judge. God is going to judge everyone fair and equally. Amen. When he comes again. And even when he was upon the earth, he judged fair and righteous. Jesus says when he was upon the earth, I did not come to judge. But there's one that will judge after me. The word that I've spoken to you, the same will judge you <laughs> in the last day. And Isaiah goes on and says, He shall smite the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips shall he slay the wicked. The word of God is powerful. It is quick. It's powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. Out of his mouth goes the word of God. You can destroy your enemy by the word of God. Amen. You can speak the word of God, and things begin to happen. Amen. Out of this root would come forth him, David says, for thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of thy kingdom is the right scepter, and the love is righteousness, and hated wickedness. Paul, writing to the church in Hebrews, and Hebrews chapter 1, verse 8, but unto the son, he says, thy throne, O God, God Is forever and ever a scepter of righteousness, the scepter of that kingdom. God's kingdom will stay forever. Paul lets you and I know in Romans 12 14 that the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. God's kingdom will be an everlasting kingdom. So they were told to lead the Stop! and the earth. Amen. You need to understand here this morning with me stay along with me for a moment uh, we see that this root uh, and this stump, uh, Jesus Christ would tell the church uh, in Revelation 21:16, I am the root uh, and the offspring of David. I am the bright uh, and I am the morning star. You need to understand that this root uh, the reason he wanted that stay in the earth because as long as the stump and the root is in the ground there's an opportunity for another tree. When Isaiah says in 9 and 6 that the government would be upon his shoulder he goes on and said the zeal of the Lord will perform this. That word zeal means men will perform what God is wanting to be performed. And we take that gender neutral that men and women will perform what God has wanted to perform when Jesus sprung up out of the earth. Amen. And now you and I, which is baptized in His name and filled with the Holy Ghost, we are to operate with the Spirit. We are now the anointed ones. The Spirit of God is upon us, and we must operate it with Spirit of wisdom and understanding. and spirit of counsel and might. and spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. Amen. We have to have this understanding that we are to be like the original tree. Praise God. This is why David says, Blessed is the man that walk not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the ways of sinners, nor sit it in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in the law shall he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers, which shall bring forth his fruit in his season. And his leaf shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Notice, out of Jesse, Isaiah writes, is dead. David is dead. Many years down the road, he's prophesying that they will come forth the seed out of the root of Jesse. And in him would be the spirit of wisdom, and the spirit of wisdom and understanding and counsel and might, and he will operate in righteousness. See, if we say we are of the tree, if we say we are of the root, then we have got to have the same spirit of operation of wisdom and knowledge and understanding and counsel and righteousness and might and the Spirit of God is to be upon us. We have been anointed to set the captives free. We have been sent to heal the brokenhearted. The priest delivers to the captives the recovery of sight to the blind. Amen. Out of Jesse would come forth Him that would be ruler of Israel. And Matthew would write in Matthew chapter 1. He begins to give us a clear picture of what was transpires in Matthew 1, verse 16. In the lineage, he says, And Jesse begot David the king, and David the king begot Solomon of her that had been the wife of Uriah. And Solomon begot Rehoboam, and Rehoboam begot Abijah, and Abijah got Asa, and Asa begot Jehoshaphat, and Jehoshaphat begot Joram, and Joram begot Uzziah, and Uzziah begot Jotham, and Joseph begot Ahaz, and Ahaz begot Hezekiah, and Hezekiah got Manasseh, and Manasseh begot Amon, and Amon begot Josiah, and Josiah got Jehukim and Joh his brethren about the time they was carried away to Babylon. And after they was brought to Babylon, Joachim begot Sithiel, and Sethiel begot Zerubbabel, and Zerubbabel begot Abiud, and Abihu begot Elikam, and Elikam begot Azor, and Azor begot Sadak, and Sadak begot Achim, and Achim begot Elihud, and Elihu begot Eleazar, and Eleazar begot Matthias, and Methion, and Matthias begot Jacob, and Jacob begot Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom was born Jesus, which is called the Christ. The lineage line, notice where it sprung from, Jesse, and we know where Jesse came from, Ruth and Obed, when Ruth married Obed, they had a son, and they called his name Obed, and Obed was the father of Jesse And Jesse was the father of King David, which is the father of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, according to... The flesh. And this is why Isaiah is trying to let us see that there shall come forth out of a rod, a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and there shall be a branch shall grow out of his roots. The Greek word, therefore, his roots means of the people that will be involved. In other words, you and I today must be involved in the kingdom of God. We spring forth out of the root of Jesse. Amen. This is why Paul would write, for as many of you have been baptized into Christ, you have put on Christ. There's neither Jew nor Greek. There's neither bond nor free. There's neither male nor female, for you're all one in Christ. And if you be Christ's, then are you Abraham's seed and heirs, according to the promise. You see the root of, of the stump of the tree is the largest part of the whole tree amen that's the biggest part of any tree and the bigger the stump the deeper the roots did you get that the bigger the stump the deeper the roots the deeper the roots the bigger and the stronger it's going to be the stump that's why when people are trying to get stumps out of your yard they pr- their plan is not a big stump because they know the roots are real real deep the deeper your roots are in Christ the stronger you are to be the stronger your foundation it's to be. The stronger you should be connected to Jesus Christ. Because you are springing out of Him. That's why when a twig comes up, it's coming out from the roots out of the side of the trunk of the tree to start a new tree. So God says, leave the stump And the earth. You understand when Jesus says in Luke chapter eight, verse five through fifteen, He says, "A sower went forth to sow seed, and some fell by the wayside, and some fell among the rocks, and some fell among the thorns, and some fell on good ground." And when He explained the word of God to them, the first three all had the same problem: no roots even though the devil takes the first one before they heard it, they didn't have roots because their heart wasn't ready to receive it. Number two, it fells on the rocks. They received it with joy, but because they didn't have any roots in the time of temptation, they fell away. The third soil, they fell among the thorns. And when things got tough, amen, it choked the word out of them. If your roots are down deep, nothing shall be able to stop you from growing. That's why Jeremiah says in Jeremiah 17:7, 7, 7, Blessed is the man at whom the Lord's trust is, uh, who trusts in the Lord. He says he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers whose roots go way down. Amen. And they shall not fear when the sun comes and the droughts comes and things come against them. Why? Because they will be rooted and grounded in the things of God. Your love for the things of God is predicated on how deep your roots is. Your joy, your peace, your kindness, your long suffering. Everything is predicated on how deep your roots is. And the Lord Jesus Christ, this day, amen. His kingdom is not meat and drink. His righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. The enemy can cut you down, my friend. He can talk about you. He can say all matters of evil falsely against you. They can call you names. They can reject what you stand for. They can lie on you. They can berate you. They can belittle you. They can persecute you, you. They can do all kinds of jabs and jabs against you. But they cannot destroy you because your roots is down in the earth and your stump is solid. Your bottom part, the base, is secure. You're built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets. Jesus Christ is the chief cornerstone and whom all the buildings fit firmly together and groweth up into a holy temple unto the Lord. Abraham was dead. Isaac was dead. Jacob was dead. And Paul says, 430 years after, God met a man at the burning bush who has sprung up, amen, 40 years early. Amen. Out of Abraham's side. Out of the Levitical priesthood. And he met a man named Moses. And he says, I've heard the cry of my people Israel. And I'm sending you to Egypt to tell Pharaoh to let my people go. Amen. And Moses went down into Egypt and he brought them out. Amen. Because why? Because the stock was still in the earth. What God had established, he had made commitment to Abraham and so God could not die. And this is the way Paul puts it in Galatians. Amen. Chapter number 3. Amen. In verse 15 through 17, Paul says, Brethren, I speak after the manner of men, though it be a man's covenant. Yet if it be confirmed, no man disannul or add thereto. Now to Abraham Abraham and his seed was a promise made he said not and to seeds as many but as one, and thy seed which is Christ. Amen. He says, no matter how long it takes, when God says it, it's coming to pass. He says it was 430 years God had told Abraham before he ever had Isaac. He says, your descendants are going into captivity, but I will bring them back to this first place that I have given to you. So 430 and 30 years later, Moses bringed the children out of Egypt because God said it. And that's why the writer Paul would write to Hebrews. For when God made promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself, saying, surely, blessed, I will bless you, and multiplying and I will multiply you. And so after he patiently endured, he received the promise. If there's a promise from God, nothing can change it. Abraham was dead, Isaac was dead, Jacob was dead, but God fulfilled his promise to Abraham. David was dead, Solomon was dead, the prophets were dead, all the kings were dead and 400 years there was nothing but absolute silence. But you know what brothers and sisters, there was a stump in the ground. There was roots down in the ground. And Paul would write to the church and he said, and when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son made of a woman born under the flesh to redeem them. That was under the law. Amen. Because It cannot be disannulled. Every promise that God makes has to come to pass. It may be a while before it, but I come to tell you, the stump is in the ground. The roots is in the earth. You see, if they had left Jesus on the cross, that seed would have never grown. But what did they do? They took him down. They put him in the earth. They covered his stone. It became dark. It became wet. That. That's all a seed needs to germinate. Uh, is darkness uh, and some earth upon it. Uh, and it's going to germinate. Uh, and three days later, he walked out of that old thirsty tomb. Uh, and as a result, uh, this... Stop is still in the ground. I'm talking about the Word of God. I'm talking about the doctrine of Jesus Christ is still in the earth. And as long as it's in the earth, there's going to rise up a people. There's going to spring up a people. Job says, though the roots wax all in the earth, and though the there will be dead in the ground. he says, yet yeah, through the sin of water, it will bud and break up bars like a plant. I come to tell you this day: you're gonna get up, amen. Sooner or later, you just hold on to truth. You just hold on to the doctrine of Jesus Christ, and hey, see, don't you, bud? Praise God! Hallelujah! This is cut it down, but leave the stump and the earth and the roots. Leave it and the earth. I am the root, and I am the offspring of David, the bright, and the morning star. Paul, writing to the church in Acts 13, 23-26, he says, Of this man's seed have God, according to his promise, raised unto Israel a Savior, Jesus. When John had first preached before in coming to the baptism of repentance, and all the people of Israel... And as John fulfilled his course, he says, Whom think ye that I am? I am not he. But behold, there cometh one after me whose shoes of his feet I am not worthy to loose. Men and brethren, children, he says, of the stock, but it means of the stump of Abraham. And whosoever among you fear God, to you is this word of salvation sent. That's Acts 13, 23 through 26. He says, if you fear God, amen, to you the word of salvation is sent. This is why Joel, many years later, would prophesy, amen, in the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. And upon my servant and handmaidens will I pour out of that day of my spirit and they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs in the earth beneath blood and fire and vapors of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood. Before that great and notable day of the Lord shall come, and whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Amen. Why? Because the is in the ground. The roots are in the ground. The prophecies had to be fulfilled. And as a result, the twigs sprung up. The thing that God had said would happen out of the root. You leave the root in the ground. You leave my kingdom in the ground. Amen. Because the kingdom of God is not meat and drink. It's righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. This is why Jesus Told his apostle, I won't leave you, I won't forsake you, I will be in you. That's why the Holy Ghost is in you, in the earth. Amen. So that you can keep spotting forth uh, and bring it forth fruit after his kind. That's why he wants you to spring out of him, because you don't bring it forth any other tree of fruit other than what Jesus has brought you from. That's why James says you don't get salt water and sweet water out of the same fountain. Come on. He's the stock, He's the stump, He's the root, and the offspring of David. We, Jesus says, are the branches. We spring up out of Him. So what should I be bearing? His fruit love, joy, peace. Long suffering, goodness, gentleness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such, there is no law. Because His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will not pass away. See, so you should be bearing the same fruit. You should have the same character as God. You should look like God. You should have the same purpose as God. You should have the same hope as God has. So as long as the stump is in the ground, you've got a purpose to grow like Him. No limit, no time. You just got to grow. Let's stand this morning. (laughs) Praise God. As I said earlier, they tried to destroy Christ. They cut him down. But his roots and the stock was already in the earth. They made a big mistake when they placed him in the ground. Because after three days, he sprouted forth as a brand new tree. And the day that you were baptized, the day that you attached yourself to Jesus Christ, you are now to have your roots down in the ground. You are the stump in the earth. What's going to spring out of you? What is going to come out of you? If you are rooted and grounded in Him, then what comes out of you should be exactly what was in the original tree. What was in the original tree is supposed to be the exact same things that come out of your bodies. Wickedness is not supposed to come out of you. Unrighteousness is not supposed to come out of you. Unfaithfulness is not supposed to come out of you because you came out of the stump that was in the earth, which is Jesus Christ. Isaiah says in Isaiah 53 Who have believed thy report? And to whom is the arms of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up as a tender plant and a root out of the dry ground. He has no form nor comeliness. And when we see him, there is no beauty. We shall desire him. He is despised and rejected a man, a man of sorrow and acquainted with grief. And yet we hid as our face from him. He is despised and we esteem him not surely he has bored our sins and carried our sorrows and we did esteem him smitten and stricken of God and afflicted but he was wounded for our transgressions he was bruised for our iniquities and the chastisement of our peace is upon him and with his stripes we are healed all we like sheep is gone astray and the Lord has laid upon him the iniquities of us all he's oppressed and afflicted and we hid as our face from him he's led as a lamb to the slaughter and a sheep dumb before his shear, So open he not his mouth. He's taken from prison and judgment and who shall declare his generation? And for the iniquity of the, my people was he smitten. He made his grave with the wicked and the rich in their death. And because he had no violence, neither was deceit in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him and to put him to open grief. When he had made him an offering for sin, he shall see him, amen, and be satisfied. And, with, and in the hands of the Lord shall he prosper. He shall see his travail and shall be satisfied and his wicked and his righteous servants shall justify many. Notice, he shall justify many, the Lord says, and he shall bear the iniquities of many, and I will divide the spoil with the great, and he shall divide the spoil, amen, with the strong, when he has made him an offering, because he was numbered with the transgressors. and He should bear the sins of many when he Amen. has become and has made an offering for sins. Amen. For many. Who shall believe our report? And whom is the arms of the Lord revealed? He's going to grow up as a tender plant and a root out of the dry ground. Talking about Jesus Christ. That's why in Acts 8 when the eunuch asked Philip, who's he talking about? Is he talking about himself or is he talking about someone else? And Philip opened the book and took him right to the book of Isaiah 53, the place I just quoted. Amen. That Psalms, that, that, that 53rd chapter that I just quoted to you of Isaiah right there, that's where he took him back to. And he says, he's talking about Jesus Christ, the root out of the dry ground because the stump. Is still in the earth. The roots are still in the earth. What are you producing? Genesis 1, the third day, he says, let every tree bring forth fruit after its kind. If we say that we are in Christ, then we should be bringing forth nothing but that same fruit. There should be no forwardness, or no evil in our mouths. We should not be speaking a word of evil no place. Because in Him is no deceit. In Him is no forwardness of mouth. Amen. So what should be coming out of us? What's in Him? Because the stump is in the ground. So every time now when you go outside, and everywhere you go you see a stump, It's going to dawn on you, I'm supposed to be just like Jesus. Amen. That's what I want you to leave with. When you, every time you see a stump, you just remember, I'm supposed to be just like Jesus. Amen. Because he is the root and he's the offspring. Amen. Praise God. Oh, Father, we exalt you again this morning. God, you are indeed the glory and the lift of our heads, oh, God. We thank you today, Lord. You're worthy of the highest praise, O oh God, again today, Lord. I pray for your people. O oh God, let us realize what you have called us to be, O oh God. Let us realize, O oh God, that we are to reflect you in this earth, in all of our lives, God, in everything that we do, Lord God. Let us be identical, O oh God, you created, O oh God, as in your image, O oh God. And let us reflect that image, O oh God, in everything, Let us not, O God, speak evil in any way, O God. Let our lives be a life that continue to magnify you in all that we do, God. Touch your people today, Lord God. We need you, Lord, today. Bless your people, God, I pray, Lord Jesus. We praise you, Jesus.